Now I'm going to say of the spastic tiny viola, affectionately known as Pastor Tan. I have been able to honestly say that this has been an interesting month of December. We are almost there to January. Congratulations. But not yet there. So I wanted to say this is that be mindful that if you are having suicidal thoughts or thoughts of depression or to harm yourselves, please reach out to me or to someone that you can honestly have a conversation with and that you can trust with your confidence of what's going on. Please seek out medical attention. Uh, there is so many things that's going on in the body of Christ that we need to pause. If we are having mental issues, as I, as I stated, physical issues, um, some things that keep flashing back or having some things that keep coming up or just having to be able to have those suicidal thoughts or, uh, depression or anxiety to come in, uh, go, please talk to someone. And I understand that God is a good God and I have nothing against that. But also God has given us the ability to be able to have fellowship with each other. So please go before God and ask him, who can you be able to confide in at this time in this moment? If you have any situations that you can be able to come and you want to reach out to me, I am on Facebook at It Is Written by L-A-T-O-N-Y-A. Once again, my, my name is it is written by L-A-T-O-N-Y-A-U-L-L-O-A. Please, this is imperative. This is a season for so many things that's going on. So I would like for you to reach out to someone. Amen. Now, I wanted to dive into something that really God was pressing in on me. And he's been pressing in on me quite a lot lately. But I wanted to kind of go in and... I've gotten stories and psalms that are just became the main topic for today. I'm going to go into a whole lot of more frequencies and a whole lot more in-depth uh, topics, but I wanted to talk to you about stories and psalms on today. During this time of year, we are all driving into present shopping, working hard to spend some time with the family and friends. For some, this is the time of year bringing good memories, and for some, there are bad memories as well from times past. Along those times, our Christmas musics are playing to ease our mind while we're shopping, while we're cooking, while we're cleaning, while we're sometimes just fellowshipping with our kids. Um, sometimes I put music on personally just to take my mind off of things sometimes too when I was in the world I would put on music in order for me to kind of be comfortable and relaxed and sometimes just to be able to uh get ready for the club when I was in the in in the world and I would listen to it like certain songs somebody would call or uh, somebody I was talking to that was very, very, you know, interested in me and I was interested in that person, um, relationships, emotions. And now my music has changed. I mean, I'm more into gospel and I'm more into Toby Mac, of course, but also at the same time, I have a whole lot more of a genre towards Christian music and I grew up on BB and CC Winans and I grew up on Fred Hammond and I grew up on different gospel artists, but I'm starting to see that some of them are not genuine. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. I have to be able to guard my heart and my mind when I am listening to certain gospel musics and you should as well. Now I'm going to say this also music is an ununanimous within us. It's innate in us and it comes from the wound. And nine times out of 10, I know that when I was pregnant with all three of my children, even um, before then, I would place music on just to be able to uh, have my mind and my heart, even with my homework or what have you. But especially when I had my children, I wanted them to have a good surround of music. And sometimes that would put them to sleep, help me ease my mind before I had to go to to rest and be able to kind of tackle the next day. But when I did that, 
it was like, you know, we had so many, you know, occasions of when I was thinking about music. Also, our first song when we broke up, our first song when we kissed or weddings and romance. And, you know, I even remember the first song uh, when I was out in the world and I was uh, with I loved Whitney Houston. I love um, Cisco. I, I love different artists because they were speaking what I was going through and Mary J. Blige and, you know, all these different uh, artists. But when I became over to God, and let me say this one more time, my whole entire methodology, the whole entire thought process changed. So when I started listening more and Toby Mac and having those, those discussions and, you know, Mandisa and just like, I still listen to Fred Hammond too, because he does come into a lot of the things that I was going through as a child. So I can honestly tell you that when you're over in God's side or way, I mean, heavily beings, I mean, even sometimes I would listen to during this time, Tchaikovsky, and I know he wasn't saved, but the hallelujah, it's like, for me, it's like heaven sent when you listen to it. And it's just so like you're in the presence of God himself. And I was listening to some of the gospel artists and he was singing about, you know, do you hear what I hear? And as soon as he, I don't know what made the angels come down, but you can hear like, in the music that the angels were just singing and they wanted to give God the praise and the glory. And you can see, you can hear the octaves and the melatones and the, the altos and the sopranos, but you can hear the melody and it was so sweet and so heavenly that even the artist was like, what is that? Who is that? And when the person was like, well, that might be the acoustics. That might, you know, any excuse. But when they came through and found out it was an angel that really wanted to speak up about who God is and just give the praise to God, it remind me so much of how we got into this situation in the first place. And I mean, like, I'm not giving him any credit. I'm actually, God was telling me that don't give the enemy any credit, but warn all of us that we could be like the enemy and still be hell bound. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. You can be of, and you can be able to be God ordained and you can be able to have the ordinance of God and have the countenance of God. But let me, I'm jumping in front of myself. Let me kind of calm down because this was something that we all suffer from if we go that route. And I understand during the season is Jesus. But so many people haven't gotten the background, like the architecture of how we got to having a Messiah and having the necessity of who God is and how his son came to be. So I wanted to let you know what was the threat that we see, but we, some of us don't see that as invisible. And yes, the enemy don't like this, but I'm not, I don't care. I'm just letting you know who he is. And I'm trying to give you the labels that we have. We don't fight against flesh and blood, but principalities and, you know, having the principalities of the air. And we have so many dominions that we don't know about. And I'm just here to enlighten you of what we are combating against. Amen. Now, I wanted to let you know that the story and so many times we hear so many different stories during this time of, you know, Chris Kringle, uh, Santa Claus or Klaus in Germany. Uh, you hear how, you know, he was from a poor neighbor. Well, pretty much from that perspective that he really loved the children in his area and he wanted to make them happy. And you see how he went to Israel and he was able to, because his parents passed away and it comes from the originality of Greece, but also they had him in German, you know, folklore also. 
But I wanted to let you know that the menace or the mayhem started way before Jesus even came on the scene. Now, I want to take you back to where we are knowing who God is and he hasn't even formed us yet. And I want to go back and I want to tell you about Lucifer. And don't you know that Lucifer used to be a majestic angel, an archangel of God? He had been praising God around his throne. And I mean, God made him beautiful. You know, he, he made him out of instruments. So that's why the world has really good music, but not really. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. The music that he is displaying to the us and to, you know, the ones that are out in the world and even trying to tempt us with, let me say that one more time for the people in the back. It is not give music. It is death. And if we listen to it, we become so successful. We become so, so, so happy. And we think we are going to have everything, wealth, riches, fame, people, all of that. But at the end of it all, it's death. Now let's go back and it says it in here and I'm going into Ezekiel first, the 28th chapter, and I'm going in from the King James version. And I want to give you a little bit of insight of how Lucifer came to be because he wasn't always Satan. Let me say it one more time for the people in the back. He was not, he was beautiful and majestic and he was mourned. He was fascinated and he was pretty much created detailed in detail by God himself. And it says it, and please grab your word if you can, or get it on a Bible app. If you are in your car, what have you, because we need to know the word more now, more importantly than anything else. And side note, I was just looking at a clip today by Isaiah Salazar and he was talking about it. He was demonstrating how some of the Chinese and they were, these are our brothers and our sisters, but some of them didn't have a word of God with them. So some of them were getting their word by, you know, just pieces of paper or by hearsay. Because if you were able to get the Bible, you can be able to be pretty much put to death in China for having it and still in North Korea also. But when these people saw what was in the suitcase and they saw that it was the word of God, don't you know, they ran, they, the first thing they wanted to take up and they put up and they kissed it. And they put it up against their face and they just wanted to put their hands on it and, and rub on it and feel on it. Not to be weird out, but it's because of the love they have for God's word. Don't you know, in so many different countries, it is forbidden to read God's word and to be able to have it with us in our hotels and our homes and they're collecting dust. That's absolutely unacceptable. And I want to say it like I mean it. If you have the word of God, every time that you're with me, open it up. Even when you're by yourself at night and you don't know what to read, read the word of God. It will soothe you and also it will reprove you. That means spank you on the bottom, slap some sense into you, give you a reality check of what you've been doing. But also it edifies you and it sustains you and then it purifies you. And at the same time, it gives you back to God and lets you know what to repent for. Let me say it one more time for the people in the pack. It reproves you. It sustains you. It marinates in your soul so that even when you don't even know what to pray for, the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost will come over and let you know what to pray for. And it will take over in order for your body and your mind to understand the whole magnitude of what God is being able to pursue in your life. And sometimes you don't even know what to say, but the Spirit takes over. Because you've been reading your word, you've been fasting, you've been praying, you've been asking God, what is going on? Especially when three o'clock in the morning, if that's you, that's me. 
then you need to understand the world is not as it seems anymore. Men and women of God wake up to the reality that we are no longer should be comfortable here. It is not our home. Yes, we come back, but we need to understand the United States is in peril as well as the rest of the world because the enemy is not stopping. He is not uncovering himself. He's exposing himself on the daily. And I want you to know who he is. Amen. Now it says in Ezekiel, the 28th chapter, starting at the 13th verse in the King James version, thou haveth been, hath been in Eden, the garden of God, every precious stone was thy covering the Cyrus, the Tobus, and the diamond, and the Brill, and the Onyx, and the Jasper, and the Sapphire, the Emerald, and the Carbon, and gold, the workmanship of thy turmoil, and of thy pipes were prepared in thee in the day that thou wastest created. 14th verse. Thou art the anointed cherubim that covered, and I have set thee so. Thou wast upon the holy mountain of God, holy mountain of God. Thou shalt walk up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. 15th verse. Thou wast perfect in thine ways from the day that thou wast created. Till iniquity was found in thee. Come on now. Let me tell you something. When God creates beauty, perfection, he put all of that into us as well as he did with Lucifer. God did not skimp on anything. God was able to give him what he needed. And at the same time, what became his downfall was his beauty and his pride. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. God gave him a position to teach the angels to sing and to praise him. And he gave him authority. I mean, he shaped him in his own form. He gave him the resources, the necessities, but he was not content with what God had given him. Oh, y'all don't hear me though. See, some of us want to sit here and complain about what God has given you. But yet and still, God is so faithful to wake you up in the morning, to give you the faculty of your limbs, to give you a car, to give you finances, to give you a home to be in, to give you clothes on your back, shoes on your feet. And he gives you what you need. And isn't a little bit of who Lucifer was. We are in God's position. We are in God's. I'm a, let me retract and let me rephrase that. Holy Spirit, I apologize. Satan wants to stay in God's position. So much so that we sometimes want to be in that position. But do you understand that God is the omnipotent, omnipresent. He is the omnipotent one. He is the blessed one that we have as our creator and we are his creation. Now I'm going to say it like this. We get the big head and we think we can do whatever we need to do. But God is telling you not so on today. God is the main reason for us to be able to live and have our being. He has created all of us, even Lucifer he created. Now, let's go on. Verse 16, by the multitude of thy merchants, they fill the midst of thee with violence, and thou hast sinned. Therefore, I cast thee as profane out of the mountain of God, and I will destroy thee. O covering cherubim from the midst of the stones of fire. 17th verse, thine heart was lifted up because of thine beauty. Thou hast corrupted thy wisdom by reasons of thy brightness. I will cast thee to the ground and I will lay thee before kings that they may behold thee. 
Do you understand that when you disobey God, such as Lucifer has, this becomes a part of you. And then at the same exact time, how do you think God felt? God must have felt really upset, really hurt. Then you have to realize that all of this was done, you know, right where God was. And I mean, you got to understand after he formed him, gave him a position. I mean, he had him in his presence all the time. Then he betrays him as though he was right. He had a right to do it. I mean, that's some, that's boldness right there. That's some, that's some mess. Also to sit there and just be so conniving. Absolutely not. You, you God had to feel that. I mean, the portrayal, not to mention that he took one fourth of the kingdom, the angels with him. And later on, his name was changed to Satan. I mean, he waged war with the angel Michael and Michael cast them all out because he deceived half one fourth of the kingdom of God the angels of God. And it says it in the word of God that there are angels that are bound in heaven and they hear them, you know, giving praise to God and, you know, singing praises unto God and probably rehearsing all the time. And they're weeping and they're moaning. And then you have the angels that are used to be angels. Now they're demons and they are going to be judged too. With Satan. Now, beg to differ, and I'm letting you know this now, is that when Satan became Satan, a lot of us don't understand the full validity of the whole entire situation of his portrayal. That God had to do battle with him and cast him out of his holy presence, his anointing, his presence, because God could not stand him. And at the same time, you don't take God's position. That's his position. And you desiring that be as God, you have lost your ever loving mind. Now with me saying that Isaiah 14 chapter, and it says from the 12th through the, and we'll go through the 16th verse. And it says, how art thou fallen from heaven? O Lucifer, son of the morning. Come on now. How art thou cut down to the ground, which wicked the nations? 13th verse, for thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my, my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mountains of the congregation and in the sides of the north. 14th verse, I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. Oh, no, you're not. And it says, verse 15, yet thou shalt be brought down to hell to the sides of the pit. Verse 16, they that see thee shall narrowly look upon thee and consider thee saying, is this the man that made the earth to tremble that did shake kingdoms? Verse 17, that made the world as a wilderness and destroyed the citizens thereof that opened not the house of his prisoners. You have to realize and understand Satan that used to be Lucifer shaped in God's form was so much having everything in his possession that God gave him. Yet he lost it because of his beauty and because of his pride. I'm going to say it like I mean it. We need to be careful on this walk with God. That we don't let ourselves get puffed up or we think we are better than anybody else or we don't come humble or we think we're so, so much so. And it's not us. It's the Christ that lives in us. It's God. We are his people and the sheep of his pastors. We are the ones that need to be guided in his truth. Now, I'm going to say this like I mean it. Don't you think that the enemy will try to duplicate what God has given him to send you to hell with him? 
Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Do you understand that the music system, the industry, you have seen so many children, so many adults, so many people have been able to be duped, have listened to the music and have become sometimes possessed by demons and witches and having so many things to be accessible to them because they merely started to listen to these the music and the lyrics that coming out of this out of this industry now that is not of God. And they're telling you exactly that they want to sit here and they want to kill your children and they want you to sacrifice them to Molech, which is Satan. They want you to sit there and know that you I'm taking you with me. I'm going to hell and I'm taking you with me. And then I had to hear so many different people, you know, their account, witnesses accounts of people saying they went to hell and they had unforgiveness. And then they had so many other things going on and God was telling them about this person suffering from this or how did they come to be down here? And I don't want to do that. I don't want to be like that. I don't want to be there. And then at the same exact time, we have to start examining ourselves. See, I can sit there and I can tell you about Jesus, but also I need to tell you about how we could become and live in hell with Satan. I can tell you about God's grace and mercy, but also at the same time, if you don't accept that grace and mercy, I need to give the reality of what it is. So many people want to sit here and tell you, don't judge me. No, I'm not judging you. I'm telling you what your characteristics are starting to behave and what you have become to. What you have succumbed to. So many different things. So many ideologies. And it's not of God. Satan can have you duped, perplexed, having you to have a good position, a good home, a good wife, all of those different things in your life and still Take your very soul because you made a contract to him. Y'all sit here and some of these people say, you know, I made contracts with Satan and I'm, I'm sitting up here and I'm looking at all these different things coming out. Like people are sitting up here and honestly having conversations with and having schools open up that says, you know, by the principles of Satan. And then the parents are sitting here and trying to combat it and tell you, look, this is not of God, but he wants to take over because he feels as though this is his right. This is his time. This is his moment that he can become God. He is absolutely not going to happen. God is trying to tell you he did not form hell or Shiloh because of you. He formed it for Satan and his demons. But now we have to get over to Genesis. And when he was talking to Adam and Eve and deceived Eve and Eve ate of the apple and then gave it to her husband and deceived him and he ate of the apple, they knew good and evil. And that's when sin entered in. Now we have forever Two dominant entities towards us, our old flesh, our old man, the one that you wrestle with all the time, the one that tells you, oh, you should take a smoke or you should still have sex without being married or you should go to the club and look at this and drink that or do this or look at pornography, all these different things. It's telling you this is your old self. And then at the same time, you have an enemy. That you may not know, but I'm introducing that person today so that you won't end up with him. And I'm telling you, it's Satan. He doesn't like you. So he'll go and he'll put the demons and he'll, he'll make them come and sit around just to be able to see what you're doing. He will sit there and lurk and try to be able to observe you because the demon's been here longer than us. But at the same exact time, God gives us the Holy Spirit, an advocate, which is Christ Jesus. And every time that God sees us, he sees his son's blood on him, on us. And that's why he came as a second Adam. Now, I'm going to say this. Pride becomes from a fall. And now you're starting to see that 
the enemy has so much, so much testosterone to built up. As I can say this, I'm thinking as a male perspective, he thinks he will can boast and he can do whatever you want to do. And see, women can do the same thing, but don't you know, God is the main source in everything we do and we say. God got you that job. God had, was able to bless you with a wife and beautiful children and the position you have and having all these different entities and investments and all of these things. But don't you know, the enemy, Satan, can be able to bless you, not bless you, but give you a false sense of hope. You say that one more time for the people in the back. See, God gives you eternal peace and prosperity while Satan only gives it to you for a very brief moment in time. And then he takes it away and he takes his soul with it. How do you think so many people in Hollywood are dying each and every day because their contract ran out with Satan? How do you think so many people are sitting here and abusing their children, having family members to die all of a sudden? Because they became a sacrifice to him. See, he's doing it in plain sight, but we're not even listening. We're more enticed with what we're having to do, but not what God wants us to do. As I keep telling you, we need to dwell in his perfect will, not in his submissive will. Not, not just, you know, being there, but knowing that God is there for us from the beginning to the end. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to dwell anywhere else but with God. And you've seen so many pastors that used to be on fire and having the full armor of God on and being able to have their light, the illumination of God shine so bright and having the fire of God and fighting the good fight of faith. And then now you're starting to see them wavering. You're starting to see greed come. You're starting to see manipulation. You're starting to see so many people have fallen on the wayside. It's like a great falling away now. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for revealing that. Just having so many people that used to be on God and God alone, now they are starting to go into different parties and sitting here and with celebrities. And then at the same exact time, you're saying that you're of God. And God said, you have to be separate from them. You have a different mindset. You have a different avenue. I place you in places that are peculiar because you're my peculiar people. I need you to be there because I know you can be able to help me get the job done. Y'all don't understand. God didn't place you just in a small role. God gives you the big roles because guess what? He knows you can go through them. I'm going to say that one more time for the people in the back. When you don't like your job, and I've been places where I didn't like my job, but don't you know the Holy Spirit would sit there and say, you know what, every day I would, before I go in there, I would pray. And I would tell God what's going on. And God said, I set you here for such a time as this. And I tell my last employer, now I told him, I'm only going to be here for six months. God's got me moving and they laughed and they, they, they said, um, you know, just laughed and what have you. But when God gave the call, it was six months and two days. Look at God. And it was the fact that they were like, well, do you have to go? I said, yes, I do. I have to go because I know what God has for me. And there's, there's a different way of having to be humility, being humble. There's nothing wrong with that. Even when God had blessed Job, there's nothing wrong with the riches. But when you start becoming like Satan, like Lucifer, and you start filling yourself up with pride and envy and jealousy and rage and and just violence, just trying to be able to do something that you shouldn't. But God gave you everything you have. Oh, my God. Repent, church. Church of the living God. Repent. We need to every day say, I'm sorry, God. I don't know what I did. And some of y'all do know what you've done. So you need to repent. Get down your hands and knees and be genuine and say, Lord, I am sorry for what I've done. 
I am sorry for neglecting your word. I'm sorry for not fasting. I'm sorry for not giving you the praise and the worship that you are due. I am sorry because sometimes you need to understand. It's not just sometimes it's all the time that God has been the main focus and the main reason why you're still breathing while you're still sitting here. While you're still sitting up here and having what you have, God has been able to give you the blessings and the gifts and the purpose of your life. Blessing your children, blessing your husband. I mean, blessing them that sometimes, you know what, the enemy had things planned for them, but God detained them because you may have been late for a plane. You have been late for certain things and God detained those things in order for you not to be in a car accident. Not to be sitting up here and having to taste poison. I'm going to say it like I mean it. To sit here and have to be able to taste death. God postponed it because you're living for him. Stop sitting up here and saying, well, it's just by happenstance that I'm here. For the atheist people, y'all need to wake the mess up. God is not playing. The enemy is not playing. He is diabolical. He will sit there and send people your way just for you not to be able to discover God. Just for you to not even sit there and acknowledge who God is. Just for you to doubt who God is. And I don't want to ever see that ever in my lifetime and never with my children. God will have people to come in your life just for him to be able to manipulate you and prove yet again that God is not good. Absolutely not. That is a lie from the pit of hell. Let me say this. Stop hindering what God has in your life because you don't think you're good enough. Yes, you are. Stop hindering God because you think that you are just leftovers. No, you're not. You are just like his angels. You are the reason why Satan is so much bothered by you because you have taken his place as the archangel, as the one that worships God. When we go before God and we go and enter into the holies of holies just to be able to sing holy, 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 Lord God almighty, even just to say hallelujah, praise the Lord. I thank you, Jesus, for all you've done for me. My soul cries out, hallelujah. Thank God for saving me. Don't you know the enemy is upset because that used to be his place? Now, you need to understand the enemy don't care for you. He he doesn't. He thinks that you are a joke and you're not a joke. You are the most important part of every creation that God has created because he has given you a part of him. Let me say this one more time for the people in the back. See, people don't realize how much God has blessed us so much. God has been able to be influential in our lives. When, when your mother or your father has forsaken you, God has been able to take you up. When no one is around and isn't loving on you, God has been able to cover you and shield you and be able to bless you. When no one else thought your business was going to be able to get off the ground, God blessed it to be able to nurture you and take care of you and have it in full swing and having so many investors and having so many things that you can operate on your own. That's him. Choose to know who God is on today. Never think that God does not love you on today. Know who the enemy is, which is Satan. Know that he had a position of power and prestige and beauty and he gave it all up because he wanted to be able to be like God. He torments us on today. He defiles our way of life because if you are a true saint of the living God, he disdains you. He, he's, he's disgusted by you because you are not a part of his plan. Hmm. One more time for the people in the back. You are a part of God's ultimate plan to be able to help everybody else to know who he is. Every time someone sees your life, they see him. Every time that they are speaking life and not death, they see God in you. 
Every time you show up at your work or at your positions or in military, whether civilian or not, or you just show up, God is in you because you're living the way that God needs for you to be. The demons don't like you. Your parents might not like you. Your friends might not like you. Your children or your husband might not like you because you have started to be sold out for God. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. You need to understand you are a unique, peculiar people of royal priesthood. Hmm. My God. There is something significant about when we start shifting over to way that we're thinking in God's way. In God, living in God's perspective, his behavior, his mannerism, his way of posturing us Oh, is is so fathomable. It is so unique. It is so beautiful and victoriously peaceful. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. It is so fabulous. It is so peaceful. It is so holy. It is so righteous. It is so. Y'all, see, that's why you cannot buy peace with money. You cannot buy the peace that we have with all these different worldly views. You can't even buy it, but you know it only through the Christ that lives in you, through God's son and him sending him down from 42 generations. And that's why we have Jesus on today and we celebrate his birthday, his birth in Christmas It may not have been in December, but we celebrate it because we know he lives. We know also who is the enemy, which is Satan. He wants to mass himself amongst people, amongst organizations, and even in commercials and music and different genres and different fads of clothing and shoes. He wants to sit there and hide away in all that we do and we say. And then at the same exact time so that you can be his subject and not God's creation. He wants to hide in plain sight. And now he's coming out because he know his time is short. You have red heifers that have went to Israel because the Jews don't believe that Jesus has come already. Then you have another gentleman that acts like Jesus that knows the Torah and that knows the Quran and knows different places. And he's acting like he is like Jesus, but Jesus already came and left and he will come again. You have so many people that have all of these demigods, short D's, G's, small G's coming back. That's coming back. But you know what? The only original OG God Elohim. There is a lot of Elohims, but the only true living one is still on the throne. And I'm asking you on today, make the right choice to be with him. Don't make the wrong choice. Do Satan go to and fro and to make sure that, you know, he talks to God? Yes, he does. It says it in the word. It says it in Job. It gives us a little brief glimpse of what God has to be able to encounter. That God encounters him. And he asks them, he says, you know, Satan, where have you come from? And paraphrasing, and he says, to and fro from the earth. And he's like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. God made us all. But you know what? Satan wants to take us with him. God did not plan this, that Lucifer will betray him. But it's up to us to understand that Satan would make it seem as though. Yes, God created him, but just like us, just like us, he had a free will. Just like the angels, they had a free will and they chose. Some of them chose wrongly and poorly and with with him and became demons, but the rest stayed in heaven. Please understand, our choices make us on today. 
I don't know how to be able to tell you this, but so many people don't want to sit there and realize and recognize that God is still the omnipotent God, that he is El Shaddai Elohim. He hasn't changed. We have. When we sit there and start going into the TV and the phone and having all of these distractions and we sit here and we contemplate how God would be able, never sitting there and realizing, go to the father first before we have a problem. We never sit there and consult God, but we definitely will consult auntie, mother, father, sister, brother. But God is the main one that gave us wisdom. And don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with pursuing wisdom. But let me tell you something. Make sure that it's of godly wisdom. There are so many people that will open up their mouths and then they will become foolish because they sat there and they did not consult God. They sat there and pursued the world. And it says it, you can gain the whole world and lose your very soul. I I just... Saints, I just realized that how hurt it must have been and how hard it must have been for God. God feels our hurts and our pains. And and at the same exact time, I had to realize that when my children hurt me, it goes deep, way deep. And it has to have hurt God too. That he formed us and shaped us, all of us. And for us to turn our back on him, that has to be gut-wrenching. And I don't know if God cries, but I know for a fact it had to hurt. It, It surely had to hurt. And I know for a fact we have to be better about what we say and what comes out of our mouths and how we perceive things. Who do we have as friends and associates? And, you know, it, it goes down to whether or not we are going to do God's will. We need to forgive. That's a huge one. Don't be unforgiving in this time. Let me say it one more time for the people in the back. Don't be left found unforgiving. Not, not forgiving, but just having hatred and hurt and malice towards your brother and your sister. You have to sit there and, you know, tell God to help you. Remove all the hidden things in my life. Remove all the things that I need to work on me, God. Let me be able to see. And that is a hard thing to say and pray. But you need to understand we need to start remaining and doing what God says do. And start to focus and put spotlights on ourselves. Examine ourselves daily. Even before we even take the cup of us to be able to know about God in remembrance of him, the first Sunday we're supposed to do it, we need to be doing it before then. We need to be self-examining ourselves. We, We honestly need to, because don't you know the enemy can deceive, oh, we're good, you're good. No, you're not. Oh, it's okay to backbite over here. Oh, it's okay to lie over. No, it's not. It's okay to to lie over here or sleep with this person or, you know, do this or do that. It's not. The enemy can come and whisper in your ear all the time, but it's up to you to silence him. That's what Jesus did when he was in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights. This is what we need to know for ourselves. It's not going to be easy to sit here and try to crucify ourselves all the time, but we need to be doing it. We need to start crucifying the things that we have, this worldly pleasure, and we need to stop immediately. Why are you saying all this, Pastor? It's because we can wind up in hell. And we can sit there and we've been in church and we can sit there and say, you know, Lord, we prophesied your name. You've done all these miraculous things. We heal people and everything else, but you did not forgive. You did not sit there and ask for healing, even forgive yourself. I had to sit there and forgive myself. Don't hate yourself. Don't hate your family members. Don't, don't hate on anybody. Love them all and forgive them. People can do you dirty and wrong, but let God deal with them. 
I'm telling you this from personal experience. People have done me so wrong that I don't even sometimes want to even get out there and love on people and thank God for them and pray for them. Because as a pastor, that's what you have to do because that's what is called of you to do. But when you can't even sit up there and pray for yourself or pray for someone else, you cannot even extend yourself out as God did, as Jesus did. You can't even do it. Because you haven't forgiven. You can't prophesy, right? You can't raise your children, right? You can't even sit there and function as a normal human being because you got so much hatred in you. And I've seen what people sit there. And it's like spool, sour, nasty milk that's been left out for weeks on end. And then they have such a violence, such a rage in them. And when God was talking, when they were talking about it through the prophets, it is, and it's God inspired. I don't want to ever get to that point because you saw Cain, you know, sitting there and killing his brother Abel because he wasn't doing right. You see so many people building the Tower of Babel because they're trying to be able to be like God. You see so many different stories in the Bible. And then you see so many of them having leprosy because they spoke out against God. You, you see them having to go through the wilderness 40 days and 40 nights and then some of them getting killed off in the wilderness because they did not believe God. They didn't obey God. And then you see so many, and I, I firm, that's my opinion now, I firmly believe Shalo, which is hell, is in the center of the earth. And she enlarges herself on a daily basis because people are going there. Saints of the Most High, we have to wake up to what the enemy is telling us. He would put you in situations, put things in your bloodline that you will not talk to God. You will not seek him. You will be blinded to who God is until your life is over. And then you realize he was real. You want to have, you know, doing all these tricks and trades and all this other stuff. And he bamboozles you. Sometimes he even lets you marry somebody that you shouldn't have. But you didn't even ask God for. He can make you be out like Solomon. But at the end of his life, Solomon wasn't serving God. He was serving all of his wives that were trying to keep the peace. But yet and still the, the means and the end means was that he was serving many gods and giving all of these blessings to other gods instead of doing the true and living God. He had wisdom, yes. But at the same exact time, you need to pursue who God is and godly wisdom and keep it. Pursue it. Nurture it. Making sure you're doing what God says do. It is not easy for me as a prophet of God. I make mistakes too. I don't sit here and I'm not perfect by no means. But I want to warn the saints of the most high. We are getting into the times now where people are starting to fall away from God. I mean, in exponentially forms. They're sitting up here and saying that we don't even want to even know who God is. Who does that? They're not even teaching their children who God is. They're, they're sitting up here and going away from God because we have let the enemy come into our churches and break down our churches. You let the spirit of religiosity to come in. Well, you got to be like this. You got to form it like this. You got to go here, but it's not even in the word of God. You got to say this and do that, but it's not in the word of God. Well, you have to dress this and do that and everything else, but it's not in the word of God. And we have deceived so many until their whole entire being has become so cold, so callous towards God that God has turned them over to reprobated minds. This is what we need to start understanding, saints of the Most High. Stop doing that and love on people where they're at. Letting them know who you are. Letting them know that you thank God for them in the midst of everything. That you start realizing that these are human beings starting to realize who God is. And you are the only person they may know who is of God. They won't read the Bible but they'll read you. 
You are the example to who God is. Live in it. Be the anointing that he needs for you to be now more than ever. Be on the wall like Nehemiah. Be in your position. Do what God says do because now the enemy is not playing. He he is sending people to hell. Shalo in droves now. I have never seen so many, and I hate to say to say this, so many children, young children to either 20s or 30s, I say young, passing away so early in their lifetime. It has been a hard time to hear that and swallow that. And knowing full well that they did not know God and they are not going where they're supposed to go, it's even worse. Teach your children who God is. Know who God is for yourself. Stop playing with the enemy because he doesn't like you. He doesn't love you. He doesn't want anything but to be able to take over you and put you down near with him. And he wants to end your eternity by spending it the whole time with him. I refuse to give any room to the enemy. I refuse to let my children, myself, my family, my husband. I pray for the ones that hurt me, that abuse me, that despitefully abuse me. I pray for them because I know that God is going to judge us all. For the good and the bad that we have done. And I want all of us to make it in. Amen. And I know some of the majority of us may not. And I know that's the reality. But every time I wake up. Every time I'm in my workplace or my position. I want to be the light that they don't see. I want to be a light that's sitting on a hill. That every time they see me. They ask what must I do to be saved. Amen. And it says it here. If you don't know who I'm talking about, Lucifer or Satan, if you don't know about them, I'm just only giving you an only a brief overview of a lot of different things that the Bible says about them. But you need to know that he does not like you. Lucifer used to be the morning star. Used to be an angel, angelic one and being beautiful highly favor of God and was cut down short because of his pride and his beauty. He let all of that get to him. Don't let it be your mistake to do what he says do. Know who God is today. We have no time. Time is becoming shorter and shorter. They're even saying in the news that the magnetic position of the planets are formed so much so that so many kingdoms or countries can fall and rise in a matter of minutes. And it says it in Romans 10, 9 and 10, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and thou shalt believe in thine heart that God had raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Please believe that if you don't know who God is, I'm asking you today as we pray, let him into your heart. You have nothing to lose today. Give your mind, your heart, your body, and your soul to God. Dear Father in heaven, we thank you on today. We thank you so much, Lord, for blessing us and keeping us. We're asking you, Lord, to be able to come in. If we have not received you into your home, your received our spirit, receive us, Lord, into your kingdom right now. First, forgive us of our sins that unknown and unknown, unknown and known, Lord, today. Bless us to know who you are on today. Receive your Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost, God. Let us be able to know your son on today and be able to walk in the newness of life on today. Forgive all of us of all of our sins on today. Let us be able to walk in you, talk in you, know who you are. And by the end of this, that we know 
end of our lifetime that we are starting to serve you and turn over what the enemy meant for evil and turn it for the good of you and towards you. And we thank you right now in the name of Jesus, I pray and I thank you that the hold of the enemy will be loosed on today, that hell is not my home on today, that God, you have been able to accept me into your heavenly presence on today. So I'm asking you, God, to be able to come into my life. Clean me up, Lord. Teach me what I need to know. Examine me daily, God. Have people about me, round about me that is holy and of you to let me know what's going on. If I can't hear from you then, let me be able to start hearing from you now. And we thank you, whether you're in a car, hospital, even in the old folks home, even in the elderly care, or whether you are in your car or in your home, whether you are at your job, school, wherever you are, I'm asking you, God, to come in and clean us up. Let us be able to know who you are and whomst we are, which is you. And we thank you so much for everything you've done for us. Let not our light start, but kindle, but also be ignited in you. Let the hunger and the power of knowing who you are stay within us, not just for the food, but also for the hunger of the word of God so that we can be able to step out on faith, just like Job, just like Job did, just like Peter did. Let us step out on faith and keep continuing being like Moses and Noah. Let us be able to go and do what you say, do just like Adam, excuse me, Abraham. Let us do as you said, do, because we know in the end, we still win. And we thank you right now in the name of Jesus. We pray and we thank you. Amen and amen. Well, thank you for listening with us today. And if you like what you heard, please follow us and subscribe. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Amazon Music and Audible, Spotify and Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Player FM, Samsung Podcaster, and other major platforms such as YouTube. This show will, if you would like, to be able to leave us a five-star rating. That will help us in reaching more people. And if you have any questions or comments, you can find me on Facebook at it is written at L-A-T-O-N-Y-A-U-L-L-O-A. Once again, L-A-T-O-N-Y-A-U-L-L-O-A. Please reach out to us. If you have any questions or concerns, let us know. Leave us a comment. We thank you so much for on today. Once again, know who the enemy is, which is Satan. Not your mother, not your father, not your sister, not your brother. Yes, he is a spirit. Yes, he does command and loving people but also at the same time god will give you the ability to know and discern who is of him and who is not please understand we have to stay in this battle stay on the battlefield and for the new soldiers the new believers in christ read your word prayer fasting and have a hunger for him and know and be equipped in what God has for you. And for the ones that's been in God for a while. And you seem like your illumination. Your light is about to go out. Don't let it go out. Rekindle it. Go back into the word. Fast and pray. Ask God for these different words. Ask God to be a, go before him. Shabbat him. Which means to go and speak to him. And continually speak to him. And continuously keep going towards God. For the things that you need. Even give him the praise and the glory. Give him everything that you have on today. Let him know that he is the almighty God. I've only brought this up is because not to glorify the enemy, but to let you know and be a, make you aware of whom he is. So that when you see him in the music, in the clothes, in the shoes, and all these different things, you know who he is. And you won't be deceived. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to me once again. And I thank you so much for my faithful listeners on today. It has been a blessing. I have more to come in 2023. So please make sure that you stay abreast of what I'm doing. It has been a pleasure. 
stay on top of what I am asking of you, which is keep an ear out, an eye out, keep understanding that we're going to keep changing things. We're going to have more things coming up, but know that this is for God and God alone. And I thank you so much for everything that you have been able to listen, hear, be prayerful about and read your word and have your word available. Take some notes if you need to. Sometimes those notes really do help. And I know that God will be able to bless you. Kanon samida, anyong.